Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the SB Nation NFL Show. I am Rob Stats Carrera from Niners Nation. With me, as always, on a Friday from Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa, and from Bleeding Green Nation, Brandon Lee Gowden. BOG, I always go to you first. Just make RJ mad. How you doing? Uh, st- I almost said RJ, so good start by me. Uh, <laughs> Stats, glad to be here with you. Previewing NFL Week 1, we're coming off a very uh, enjoyable, at least to me, Thursday night football game that as actually isn't Thursday night football, but just a game that was played on Thursday night. So uh, I'm excited to get into the pod. I don't know. Am I, I'm waiting to be addressed over. because apparently that there's like now a proper, you know, sequence that happens here with stats, you know, just determining the flow of traffic. Is it, am I allowed to speak now, Rob? Once. RJ is, okay. is such a like <laughs> grumpy man today. I know. BLG set me off when it came to this episode in our pre-show prep, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, I'm very happy to be with both of you. Uh, I'm very happy to be talking about week one. I'm very happy that there's a game in the rearview mirror. I'm very happy that people have joined us here on the SB Nation NFL show. A reminder to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, your preferred podcast provider. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. If you write a review, we promise to read it in its entirety as exemplified what I am about to do. This comes to us from this nickname is also taken to that's the number two, not TWO titled five out of five. It is a five star review. Here we go. Just throwing it out there with the announcement of the almighty BLG joining the group. The look ahead just got that much better. Can't wait for the content throughout the season. Got a question. At what point can we overlook the QB position and suggest a team will be good based on overall talent on the team? P.S. Now I'm stopping here to tell you both. I love this show. I love you both, which is why I'm going to do this. Anyway, P.S., since y'all have to read the review, this one's for you, RJ, in quotation marks. Fly, Eagles fly. On the road to victory. <laughs> fight, Eagles fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Hit them low. Hit them high. And watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles fly. On the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Thanks for that, RJ. You love to sing on the show, but you wouldn't sing that. That's no, um, upset. I will not. Um, by the way, that review mentioned the word overlook. It was suggested, Brandon, last week on the look ahead that has uh, been reestablished to fully include him. Um, Brandon asked for people to um, name themselves, the, the listeners. Um, the onlookers, I think, has, has been suggested and posited as a suggestion. Brandon hated that when we recorded the mixtape stats, but how do you feel about the onlookers? I don't think the audience needs a name. I'm against the whole premise. 
But Whoa. if you have some, wow. feel free to shoot them our way. That's before, hateful listeners. Before wow. we get into Thursday night football and preview every single game, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings. All right, gentlemen, let's stop pussyfooting around and mm. get into the Thursday night football game. Buffalo put a whooping on the champs. Second biggest defeat by a Super Bowl champion on opening night in NFL history. 31-10 Bills. And we can start a lot of places, but since I'm a Niner guy, I'm going to start with Rams hatred. Something is not right with Matthew Stafford's arm. Am I wrong, BLG? You're not wrong. Uh, there was a clip going around after his last interception um, of him going towards the sideline and people <laughs> so were like demeaning. the last one the second one which one, <laughs> uh, one? I don't know. <laughs> so many I can't remember but people were thought at least some people thought he said like I can't throw I'm, I don't think he was saying that that didn't really like I don't think he would say that I don't think players are just wanting to say that and also in the context of uh, um, talking to McVay and the way he was I don't think he was going up to him it seemed there like there was some kind of um, you know, like I think it, my read on it seemed to be like Stafford felt like he had to do it. Like he had to, you know, give it a chance, even though maybe it wasn't the best throw or whatever. But there are multiple throws against the Bills last night where even if some of them were completed, I was like, the ball looks weird there. And again, I was watching with some other people and they said the same thing. They're like, that was like, that didn't look right. So, uh, yeah, I think there's some definitely some serious issues there. And it's a big concern for the reigning Super Bowl champs. We use um, an F word a lot around here, uh, frauds, and, and we've dubbed the Arizona Fraudinals as kind of the, the frauds of this season. I have a different F word for the Rams, and that is front runner. Um, the Rams <laughs> love to tell you and love to like pound their chest that they like. I, I, I said this to Michael Peterson on the NFL show a few weeks ago. Like, I feel like the Rams are trying to convince us all that they won the Super Bowl. Like, we watched it, we know it happened, but you know what I mean? Like, it's so like fake and, and lame. Um, I hadn't like I'm obsessed with the NFL and I had not realized that they have palm trees on their Super Bowl ring like this is just the lamest energy of all time and it felt <laughs> like they came out like it feels like they're trying to follow a script that's what I feel like when I watch the Rams like oh well Matthew Stafford's supposed to be awesome because we pulled off the amazing story of trading for him and we won the Super Bowl and Cooper Cup he shaved his beard everybody so now we're, we're starting a whole thing new Aaron Donald's gonna come out and just dominate like this was just a front runner getting punched in the mouth by a, a like a mastodon of a team the bills looked incredible they completely and totally lived up to the hype i can't remember um i tweeted during the game that i couldn't remember a time where an, a reigning super bowl champion looked that bad stats you mentioned um the the margin of loss but i can't remember a time where a team lived up to the hype you know in week one whatever window that the game took place the way the bills did um i i still think the rams are a competent team i don't think they're you know like a, a bad team by any stretch and they'll obviously get some players back uh, but it, it just it felt like the Bills took this seriously and like the Rams took it like the Hollywood life that everyone tries to make them out to be. The Bills had four turnovers in the game and still won by 21 points. That mm. almost never happens. Josh Allen, he's freaking unstoppable. He's throwing bombs down the field. Stephon Diggs cooked Jalen Ramsey. I'm so excited to talk to Stephon Diggs next week. I cannot wait to hear him <laughs> break down of that matchup. He's going to join us on the SB Nation NFL show. Everything worked for Buffalo. It was exactly the way they drew it up, exactly the way we thought they were going to perform. And like I said, with four turnovers, they could be even better than they were this week. 
the Rams offensive line is a serious problem. <laughs> that's not that's not gonna just magically be fixed for them. Um, unless maybe Andrew Whitworth, who once upon a time future Cowboys player, didn't actually materialize. Um like, he gave us material though. So I mean, shout sure. out to Andrew Whitworth keeping but the lights seriously, on. Seriously though, that's a big problem. That's not gonna get fixed. And when you have a quarterback who's already shaky and who's gonna take hits on that arm, which it's not gonna get better, like that's a that's, that's a major concern. Uh to Buffalo's credit. Um, their defensive line, I think, played great. They didn't blitz Matt uh, Matt Stafford at all, if I'm correct. If I saw that correctly. That is correct. And, you know, it made sense. I think Stafford was, like, the best quarterback against the blitz last year. So, hey, it's shocking. They just did what <laughs> they didn't play into the Rams' hands, and it worked out well for them. Josh Allen picked up right where he left off from last year. Like, he, man, some of the throws he made, even if it wasn't necessarily, like, this highlight kind of throw, but just, you know, like, Third down, there's so many third downs last night, like third and seven, whatever. It was perfectly placed back shoulder uh, to Stefan Diggs along the sideline. Like, just like, th- I can't believe how much better his accuracy has gotten. Like, I just, I just trust him fully out there. And obviously, as a runner, too, he's just unstoppable. The stiff arm, the stiff arm. Oh, are you kidding me? Sick. How many quarter, quarterbacks get have this re- reputation in the league? And understandably so, for some of them, they're just so soft and you know, all the rules are can't. Like, Josh Allen's like, like so cool just because like he's not that at all <laughs> he's he's out there giving defenders stiff arms that's that's just awesome to see um overall again the bills lived up to like all even like the microscopic hype like everybody was like not that you know I, I, fantasy is awesome and fantasy is important but like it's not the end all be all but like it was like gabe davis everybody watch out sure enough gabe davis you know what i mean like even the like low-hanging <laughs> fruit delivered um jalen ramsey uh there are a lot of cowboys fans tweeting things like well if that had been trayvon Diggs, like well and i think that's true though like but i i actually like i'm not trying to like cowboys at all but i do mm. think that people like stats we talked a lot about on the um the old version of the look ahead about how like the nfl like media gave no or paid no mind to matthew stafford's like arm situation like yesterday thursday was filled with all these like oh matthew stafford had surgery over the offseason why isn't that reported like why doesn't anybody know anything about the rams aaron donald submitted his retirement papers like why isn't that reported why doesn't anybody know anything about that there's all this like placating and catering that happens to the rams that it was kind of nice to see blow up in their face it was awesome to see von miller go off again t's and p's for the cowboys who just you know we're good right like why would you need that that dude is amazing like what a what a freak like what an absolute freak of nature to just take over games that way I think Josh Allen was obviously the most impressive player on the field uh and some of that's like the inherent advantage of being the quarterback but Vaughn I think is easily number two like the the Bills took what it wasn't even a weakness and and just because they lost in the playoffs or they did they took it personally and they added Vaughn do you think that's the the Bills care that they overpaid for Vaughn Miller right now you think they woke up on Friday like oh man we shouldn't what a what a bad contract you know that's really going to come back to bite us in four years hell no like the bills are, are feeling awesome right now nobody that's ever won a super bowl trophy has raised the lombardi and said yeah but you know it did cost too much like there's just, nobody's going to care if you win and i think you bring up a good point though about ramsey the way the rams roster is structured it's a lot of cream at the top and then not much depth there obviously they have to stay healthy but the other part of that is your stars have to play like stars every single week. And the Rams stars did not. We talked about Jalen Ramsey getting cooked. Aaron Donald, one quarterback hit, one sack, one tackle for loss. Not a terrible game, but just the way the roster is structured, he's got to be the defensive player of the year every single week. And they weren't able to do that. And I think that's part of the reason why they lost this game so badly, BLG. Studs and duds, if you will. I think that's the right way to put it. Um, Yeah, I agree that. 
uh, it sounds simple. You need your star players to be stars, but that's the thing. It's not even like you need your star players to have a decent game. No, they need to have like game defining plays that kind of change the game. And you just didn't see that at all last night. It's on the whole, it's, you know, it's a pretty, it's a whimper of a game for the reigning Super Bowl champs. Um, the vibes with Stafford were off heading into the, in, into the season with his injury and everything. And I think it comes to a point where like the team is almost in denial or they're like trying to hide it because they don't want to kind of like spoil the season before it starts and get everyone panicked. But the thing with that is like, we're going to know, like we're going to know eventually. So it's, <laughs> you're going to be just be letting people down at some point. And I think the Rams kind of like wanted to make, you know, have a rosy picture. And I guess that last for, you know, okay, you bring out the rock like you did uh, before the Super Bowl and like all that stuff. Like you, you have the setup for week one, but no substance to it at all. And like, <laughs> I don't know that there are die. If you're a Rams fan listening to this, I would like to hear from you because I don't know a lot There's of Rams not, fans. They don't exist. So. I mean, other than our good <laughs> friends, obviously at Turf Show Times, who do a great job. But like, you know, I just I don't get the sense there's a huge like even disappointment coming off this game from that fan base. I mean, I'm sure there are diehards who are, but it's just a weird uh, vibe. Case in point, there were a ton of Bills fans in that stadium mm-hmm. last night, and it's across the country. This isn't like the Niners taking it over in the same state. RJ, let me ask you, because we've seen, we all know, weird stuff happens in week one. The Packers got destroyed in week one. Like, we've seen some crazy stuff happen. How much of this for the Rams is real, and how much can we write off to just week one weirdness? I don't know that that like the football collective is, is right about everything, but this is kind of who a lot of people thought the Rams were going to be when they traded for Matthew Stafford, right? It was like, okay, cool. Like, you, you know, you did. And they kind of were this team in, in stretches. And I think that, you know, this happens a lot. Like when it comes to week one, I think it's happening a little bit with the Bengals. I, I think the Bengals are actually more meaty. Like they're, they're a meatier team than the Rams. I kind of trust the Bengals more, even though they lost the Super Bowl to them. Um, but, but I think people look at, at the way the Rams' season ended and say, like, well, that's who they are. They're the Super Bowl champs. No, like, they're just quisky tart, dropped interception away from being a super disappointing team last year. Sorry, Stats, not, not to pour salt in that wound. Mm. But you know what I mean? Like, pe- people, like, pick certain moments to remember and assume the whole team to be. They just pick the, like, Aaron Donald, you know, uh, f- like, fighting with knives, you know, clip to be like, <laughs> well, that's who he is every single play. And so... I do think that there is legitimate cause for concern. If you look at their their schedule, and I hate this, like the Rams, like collective again, are, are to BLJ's point, are such like a punting fan base. Like, oh, well, well we were going to lose. Like, people think the Bills are really good anyway. Like, no, like that's so stupid to me. And they're going to come back next week, and they're going to get back to 500 because they have the lowly Falcons. That stat was so stupid, by the way. That like Sean McVay has never been under 500 again. Like we've said about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, that you don't have to invent reasons to like you know throw flowers at Sean McVay. But they'll get to 500. Then they go to Arizona. And and so it's, it's the frauds versus the front runners, the double F game. Uh, very excited about that. And then San Francisco on Monday Night Football. That is the, the bugaboo for the Rams. I mean, could we not see them dropping both those games? And then they get the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, from that from that perspective, like, I'm feeling a, a lot less pessimistic about that game than I was 24 hours ago. Um, I think that they, they showed why they're front runners. And I think that that's my biggest takeaway, that they're kind of a, a hollow team inside. And unless their exterior is indestructible, like you said, you know, they, they can be had. They can be had in a number of different ways. Sean McVay is a coward. We kind of saw that, you know, in a lot of ways. And the Super Bowl win hides that. But the truth of who they are will ultimately show itself. He did go for it on fourth down last yeah, night for the first time ever, although probably <laughs> a penalty and shouldn't have actually been converted. But nevertheless, um, I think it's their real concern stats because it's the offensive line. Like, again, I, 
how is that just going to get better? I don't, again, maybe you resign Whitworth. I don't know if that's really realistic, but if you do, okay, then that gets certainly, that's a significant upgrade, but it's the offensive line not being great. And the quarterback arm, like how is the arm just going to get better as well? I don't think these are things that are going to like improve. I still think the Rams, you know, are in the mix to win their division. Um, I still think they're a playoff team, especially because the NFC is so weak. And I think this speaks more to that. NFC is wide open. Like, I mean, it's, it's Green Bay, Tampa Bay obviously are like the favorites there at the top, but even then you can poke holes in them and and on the whole, it's just wide open. I absolutely agree. I do think some of the Rams problems last night are going to stick around all season long. All right. We are going to rip through every single game on the schedule, but before we do. Pick me. One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Time to do our pick three, gentlemen. Pick three is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So here's what we're going to do. We're each going to give a lock of the week, and then we're going to do a same game parlay as well. RJ, I lead it off to you. What's your lock of the week? Well, stats, I have said this before many different times, and I will scream it from the mountaintops. The Minnesota Vikings are going to win the final game of this season, which, of course, is the Super Bowl. But they're going to start their season off with a win as well. They're going to bookend it. There's going to be some drama and stuff in between, but they're getting wins back to back. They are currently one point underdogs. That line has moved just a bit. I don't care. Basically a pick em. Minnesota Vikings at home against the Green Bay Packers. To your point earlier, we, we know that the Packers can start off slow. The Vikings have a new head coach who does not hate their quarterback, a, a revelation <laughs> of a thought process. So give me the Vikings by one point, um, you know, or, or with a, a point, and I'll feel really good about it. Very confident in the Vikings this year. All right, BLG, where are you at? Let's go to the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. I'm taking the Dolphins. I think this is easily locked because what are the Patriots really? Like, what are they? Like, their they're reputation. They're not, like, proven anything. Like, what do you really feel good about? Okay, Bill Belichick, he's done it a ton before. Right now, you have Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running the show with the offense. And they do not get the benefit of the doubt. Like, <laughs> the, I, I don't care about the track record. That's an objectively bad thing. And I think it's okay to call that out. Um, the offense there, I just think they're going to have issues. And then beyond even feeling bad about the Patriots, I think Miami is being slept on, as I talked about in last week's episode. Look, everyone wants to crown the Eagles right now. And talk about how they're going to the Super Bowl and how great they are. The Dolphins outshine them when they practiced together earlier this summer. And I think that's there was something to that. Tua looked better than I thought he would. Uh, obviously, we know he has a reputation for being really accurate. That was the case. The offense was humming. Tyreek Hill is a huge game changer for Miami. Um, defensively, I think uh, Jalen Phillips is really going to take a step forward here in year two. So I think they have enough to really kind of take it to the... Uh, to the Patriots and win comfortably. Well, despite their practice troubles, BLG, I am actually going to take the Philadelphia Eagles minus four and a half over Detroit. You know, everybody's talking up the Lions this year. Like, oh, the Lions are going to be better than you think. They're on hard knocks. Everybody likes Dan Campbell. You got some passionate players on the Lions. They're the Lions still, okay? And they might be better than they were last year, but they're still the Lions. The Eagles have arguably the most talented roster in the entire NFC. They're going to crush the Lions. I think people are just not looking at things objectively. I like Jalen Hurts this year. They've surrounded him with some talent there. 
Philly is going to whoop on Detroit. So give me the Eagles minus four and a half in Detroit. Actually, I don't know if it's in Detroit, but wherever it is, it is. they can play it on the moon. And I three, one, three. All right. Same game parlay. We're going to go to Cowboys and Buccaneers. So we each have to pick a bet in this game. BOG, I'm starting with you because yours is the worst. Yeah, I think it's a good uh, thing to for these these same game parlays that we are going to come up with each week uh, through DraftKings, have them, you know, national games. So then everyone can kind of watch and, and partake in maybe some extra rooting interest for, mm. in the game if you're not already, if you don't already have an obvious one. Uh, everyone's mad that I picked this thing, but I'm going to take the Bucks two and a half. Uh, that's Stupid. my pick. Dumb. Oh, it's dumb. It's boring. Look, it's uh, I feel creative. confident in it happening. So I want it in there. The Bucks are going to win this game, just like they did in week one last year. I know there's issues about the interior offensive line. I don't think the Cowboys have this great defensive line, especially on their interior, to take advantage of that in like the most meaningful way. Whereas, you flip it around, Cowboys are having offensive line issues, and I think Shaq Barrett and Joe Tryon are absolutely going to take advantage of, was it Tyler Smith starting at left tackle? A rookie who was a penalty machine in college <laughs> in the AAC? Uh, a 21-year-old? Yeah, I, I think the Bucks have this. I know there's been weird stuff going on with Brady, but that is one person I will give the benefit of the doubt to. So give me the Bucks, two and a half. My favorite flavor is vanilla. Uh, anyway, you know a little flavor. bit more of a creative um, <laughs> prop. Um, look, the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of questions. I know that better than anybody. Bloggingtheboys.com. Um, Dak Prescott's over under for passing touchdowns in this game. One and a half. Give me two Dak Prescott passing touchdowns because if they're going to win at all this season, obviously in the opener, it's going to be because Dak Prescott sort of wills them to. Uh, I think this is really easy. I know the Cowboys are talking this big game that they want to run the ball and Zeke and feed Zeke and, you know, uh, every time Zeke Elliott has 30 carries or more, the Dallas Cowboys are, are <laughs> you know, 97 at what or whatever. That's dumb. All right. Let Dak Prescott throw it. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb is the receiver who catches at least two of these touchdowns. We saw Dak Prescott go off in the season opener last year against Tampa. Again, circumstances have changed. I just think, you know, the, the Cowboys are not going to go out of this game losing with like 10 points. I, Dak Prescott is the type of player who wills his team to something. I think at the very least, you can count on him to throw two touchdowns. I'm going to stick on the Cowboys side of the ball as well. I'm going anytime touchdown scorer Zeke Elliott. This one is easy to me. The Cowboys are fascinated with Zeke Elliott for some reason. They just cannot quit him. Find you somebody that loves you as much as Jerry loves Ezekiel Elliott. When they get to the goal line, Zeke's going to be the guy carrying the ball. They're going to score a rushing touchdown in this game. Or like you said, RJ, maybe Dak throws him one, but somehow Zeke's getting into the end zone. So I'll take Zeke Elliott as the anytime touchdown scorer. And that is your pick three same game parlay. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will go through all of the games, including the ones we just picked. We'll take a deeper dive. There is so much to get to. Week one, baby. Yeah. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we have one game down in week one, and we have plenty more to go. So let us dive into these games. Let's start. That's wait. I have a, I have a suggestion, if you'll allow me. <laughs> Okay, well, we're about to like go through all the games and we're going to pick them, right? And, you know, by the way, we are all a part of the SB Nation Pick'em people. Uh, mm -hmm. You can read these picks every single week at SBNation.com. You can see ours there. We'll also tweet out a graphic and share it on social, things like that. So you can look at ours specifically. But there are going to be times this week and in the future where one of us is on an island. One of us is a lone wolf. Now, Lone Wolf is kind of the like common way to say that. People like howl and do all sorts of stuff for the bit of their show. I have a suggestion of what we can call it when one of us is on an island as far as a pick if you're both down with it. 
This is why you stop the show. Well, we have to set it up because this is going to happen. I, you know, are you ready for my suggestion? Okay. All right. If you take the first letter of each of our names, Brandon mm. with a strong B. All right. Rob and RJ each with an R. So B R R. Burr. All right. So if you're on an oh island, gosh. you're in the ice box. All right. What <laughs> you're, the heck? You're, you're in the ice box on that team. Come on. Come on, let's do it. That's the ice box. And you have to, like, whoever the team is stats, if you're the only team who picks the 49ers, we establish you're in the ice box, and you have to go, burn. No, he doesn't. Come on. slammed the brakes on the show for this. Please do it. This is dumber than my pick somehow. This is awesome. Come on. Please just drove us into a bridge embankment right there. I was rolling. All right, the ice box, an official segment of the look ahead. Awesome. All right, let's, let's get to the games. Here we go. Saints, Falcons. It is the top two picks facing off from the 2015 draft. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. The Saints are favored by five and a half points. BLG, what do you like? Saints are getting way too much hype in terms of their outlook this season. And like, I, I do get, yes, I just said the NFC is wide open and it is. But the Saints aren't freaking winning, getting the one seed or going to the freaking Super Bowl like Peter King has them going or, or the championship game. You, 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 Missed me with that entirely. Um, <laughs> that being said, the Falcons still stink. Like that's a very bad roster, and I'm not buying Marcus Mariota uh, re- re- being rejuvenated in some kind of big way. The Saints, for all their flaws, still have a solid defense, and I think the offense can do enough to cover this spread actually and win the game. Uh, give me the Saints easily. I believe that Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota faced off against one another in week one of their rookie years as well. Stats, stats is nodding for the the podcast side, and so I don't know the last if that's ever happened where you know number one and number one two overall picks have faced off against each other in different season openers for different teams. That's pretty uh, wild when you really think about it. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, only team not involved in that NFC South love triangle, but uh, I'm with BLG entirely. I, I I don't understand where like this massive Saints love is coming from. Um, I I know Jameis played well, you know contextually last year before he was injured fine um but i mean maybe they're a cute wild card team you know but i i I do think that they're handily going to win this game i think this is going to be a really common eliminator pick for a lot of people and like office pools things like that because because there aren't going to be a lot of times you can trust the saints um do it get it done it's at home it's at the superdome you know just just get them out of the way feel good about it the falcons are really bad I am not a Jameis Winston believer by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think the Saints are going to cover the spread in this game. The weird thing is Jameis and Mariota played their first game against each other ever in the NFL, haven't played against each other since. Sort of weird how that ended up happening, but I will take the Saints. The Steelers are in Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Since he is giving six and a half points, they outscored the Steelers 65 to 20 in two games last year, RJ. You still going Cincy? No, I'm not. By the way, I was wrong that uh, New Orleans Falcons game is in Atlanta. Um, I am fascinated by this game. This is a game, one of the games I'm, I'm most looking forward to, if I'm being honest, because this is the proof to us that you're not frauds game for the Bengals, right? Like, are, are you actually the team that, that kind of arrived last year? Or are you still the little brother in the ASC North? Do you, do you kind of, you know, bend the knee at the sign of just like any kind of legitimacy for the Steelers? And I don't know that I think Mitchell Trubisky qualifies as like actual legitimacy, but the Steelers have at least gotten their act together a little bit, right? Like relative to last year. And so I'm really, really fascinated as, you know, whether or not the status quo is going to be maintained or if if Joe Burrow and the Bengals are really here to bucket. 
I will be taking the Steelers. I, I'm not as high on the Bengals as everybody else is. I still kind of want to wait and see. Like, prove it to me a little bit more. Prove to me that you're not just this flash in the pan that got really hot at the right time a year ago. I'll lean with consistency over the last, whatever, 100,000 years. I like the points here, I have to say. I mean, as a general statement that can kind of apply to one of the a lot of these week one games week one is weird sometimes man i mean you said it stats earlier the freaking saints blowing out aaron Rodgers last year like weird things can happen especially in week one um so something weird is going to happen somewhere and it maybe would be a little bit weird for mitch trubisky and the steelers to end up beating the team that was just in the super bowl and the, the reigning afc north champs uh i think you know the actual outright winner of this game i'm a little close that's more like 50 50 for me i'm te- so i'm definitely leaning with the points here because i think the steelers aren't getting enough respect uh in this instance i agree with you i think cincinnati will win the game but i think that the steelers are going to give me the points with the steelers because they're not going to be terrible they're never terrible so all right I'll Wait, go. so I'm the only one who took the Steelers in the ice box. All right. Okay, here we go. We talked about this one a little earlier. Patriots in Miami. They actually went down to Miami like super early for this one. Mm. New look Dolphins, new young head coach and Mike McDaniel facing the old crusty Bill Belichick. Dolphins favored by three and a half. BLG, tell us why you like the Dolphins so much. Tyreek Hill is a game changer. Huge. Hard hard to cover. Okay, and let's say, oh, Bilicek takes away your best thing. Okay, fine. Take Tyreek Hill out of the equation. Jalen Waddle's still there. He's still pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think Tua is being a little underrated right now, and that's as someone who was really never solid with Tua. I did see something when I was in there in Miami, and I'm going to keep writing that, and I think Mike McDaniel could be you know, the next uh, trendy head coach to actually have some success here. And I just don't think the Patriots are trending in a good way. Very bad vibes in New England. So give me the Dolphins for sure. I would not be stunned if this was kind of what we just outlined with the Steelers and Bengals, right? Like the the Patriots just go in like 48 to three or something like that. And and (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and then we're all here like, well, you know, every like just kind of like uh, the gif of like Sheldon throwing all the papers in that one Big Bang Theory episode. Um, That being said, I, I am kind of in this like unproven place with the Patriots as well. I don't put as much stock into the like disaster lurking with, you know, Joe judge and Matt Patricia, the way a lot of people do. Like I I really don't, but I I'm truly, but why? Well, because like, like, let's see it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that they have resumes that are sterling, but they've both been part of this organization before. And and the Mm. organization has had a lot of success. Like we act like they're this like kryptonite and and they're just going to like weaken Superman. Like, like they haven't been a part of it before, like I'm saying. And so um, I also think you're giving a, and I know you've seen it. So like respect to that point, BLG, but like, why do the dolphins deserve the benefit of the doubt? Like, I, I mean, so I I'm with, like a lot of thoughts here i'm gonna lean miami and i'll take the points because of the weirdness surrounding the patriots but i'm definitely like only one toe in that camp whereas you have like set up camp you have like a tent and an inflatable air mattress (laughs) and all sorts of stuff i think that i was always going to expect a drop off from mac jones because he lost josh mcdaniels regardless of who they installed in there and to, to see that it's a guy that's never been on the offensive side of the ball before and matt patricia and joe judge no thank you that's gonna be a much bigger drop off uh i will take miami i will give the points in this one i'm not totally sold on Tua by any stretch of the imagination but i think they've got enough to get by in this game next up the joe flacco revenge game it is the jets and the ravens this game is in new jersey the ravens are giving seven points rj you're not thinking of taking the jets are you 
Uh, we are recording this Friday morning, just a little bit after it was announced that there will be no new deal between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson this season, which of course means Lamar is going to throw for like 500 yards and six touchdowns on Sunday afternoon. He's going to like literally defy every shred of doubt that's ever been levied against him. Um, yeah, I mean, the Jets, you know, we, we've all sort of adopted using vibes and energy uh, because of BLG's presence in our lives. The Jets have really awful vibes right now. I said uh, way back in the offseason stats that I could see Robert Sala being the first head coach fired this year you kind of scoffed at that granted did. we didn't know we didn't know everything that we know now but like it is trending in a very poor direction for robert Sala. like there's a mess happening in, in new york zach wilson's gonna miss the first four weeks like you know that that's like the most optimistic version of the story that the jets were willing to tell the media you know what i mean like i just no nah, no way maybe joe flacco has a nice moment and we all like kind of clap our hands but give me the ravens all day long joe flacco is gonna play to a level where it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable when Zach Wilson gets healthy. It's going to be like, mm. do we really want to like go back to him in terms of like, does this give us the best chance to win now? And you know, the organization, there's people who will not be thinking that way, but there will be players like players think that way. Like I want to win now. I don't care about like what's best for us in, in theory and down the road. So I definitely think that's going to happen. Although Caveat to that is the Jets offensive line is not in good shape right now. Uh, starting left tackle, Dwayne Brown, apparently uh, might be going on IR, will not be playing this week. Uh, starting right tackle, George Fant, has been dealing with a knee injury. He's been limited in practice. So offensive line isn't like amazing on paper to begin with. It's a little better, but not great. And it's, already, it's banged up even further. I mean, I don't love that against a Ravens team. It's going to be uh, you know a better version than they were last year. So I have to go with Baltimore. And Dwayne Brown was the injury replacement for Mackay Becton for the mm-hmm. Jets. So there, this is like their third starting left tackle that they are going to have to go through. The Ravens are my pick to win the entire Super Bowl. So you know I'm going with them in this game. I don't care about the points. Give it. I think the Lamar revenge tour is coming. I think people have forgotten <laughs> just how freaking good this guy is. And I, I think he's. I, I just said that. What do you mean people have forgotten? I just hyped him up. Well, not you. <laughs> people listening. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be ugly, frankly. And then the Jets—they have a whole host of problems. And and you know what, RJ? I have to say, like your Robert Sala take is not looking as crazy as I initially thought. I hate to give you any credit, but I will. I will take the Ravens in this one. I will give the points. Next up, 49ers in Chicago. We got two quarterbacks from the 2021 draft. It's Trey Lance against the guy the 49ers passed on to draft Trey Lance in Justin Fields. BLG, where are you going in this one? Niner, oh, I should mention Niners favored by seven. Sorry. I have to take the Niners just because the Bears are so bad. But the Niners, man, I mean, Trey Lance not getting voted a captain. When the Niners have handed out seven captains the previous two years, and only did six this year, just a bad sign and that's it's a player vote like the players did not elect and there's so many quarterbacks like zach wilson if i'm not mistaken was like a captain last year for the jets there's so many quarterbacks who end up with the captaincy like it's it's basically like a default thing it's a given so it is a glaring omission when he is not voted captain and i think that speaks to the uncertainty about him uh all that said there's enough talent on the 49ers roster for them to get by even if trey lance has a mediocre kind of game um and the bears i'm i'm you know me i'm not a justin fields i'm not buying into him uh and, and it's not just him obviously the roster as a whole is bad and everything so i have to go with the 49ers but I, i'd be lying if i said i feel amazing about it um i would add to the trey lance captain thing something that blg left off and stats you were all over this for niners nation but that that kyle shanahan made it a point to tell the world 
that Trey Lance was seventh in voting. Why? <laughs> like, why, why rub that, you know, and it wasn't in the true because then he, like Debo was actually seventh or something. Wait, no, like he was that? no Debo was eighth. Oh, okay. So like, but again, like why? Like, again, <laughs> like I said not to pour salt in the wound. Like Kyle's like, like dumping salt into the wound. He's like ripping the wound apart. He's he wants everyone to know Trey was the first one out. We specifically could have made him a captain and we didn't. I have no idea why they're doing this. Um, I, it doesn't feel to me the way that the Baltimore energy does, right? Like, oh, Lamar didn't get the deal, so he's about to go off. Like, I'm not saying that Trey's going to play poorly because BLG's right. The Bears are a disaster. And so I expect the Niners to win. I expect them to cover. Um, I feel very badly. But I will say, um, I think that, like, the I've referenced the football, like, community, football, Twitter, whatever. Uh, people make it seem like Allen Robinson was trapped in Chicago. I never got that. Like, people were like, well, free Allen Robinson. He went. Like, Allen Robinson chose the Bears in free agency. And people <laughs> made this big deal about that. And so it would be – there was all sorts of, like, chatter on Thursday night about how in last season's opener, Allen Robinson had, like, I don't know what it was, five catches, 65 yards with the Bears against the Rams. And he only had one catch in his debut with the Rams. So it would be kind of like, of course – if the Rams, Allen Robinson's new team got embarrassed in the season opener and the Bears, speaking of embarrassed, beat the team that is like the thorn in the Rams side in the Niners. That would be just kind of funny, uh, but I'm not going to bang on that happening. I'll take the Niners. I have said consistently the Niners have botched this whole quarterback thing from the second Trey Lance was drafted. They've botched the quarterback position even before Trey Lance was drafted because they chose not to scout Patrick Mahomes because they thought they were going to sign Kirk Cousins. That said, <laughs> As bad as it has been for the 49ers, none of that will matter if Trey Lance goes out and wins. Not all of that goes away. He's he damn well should do it this week. He doesn't even have to do anything spectacular this week. The 49ers have the position group advantage pretty much across the board. And like we saw with the Bills, this 49ers team is hungry, man. They are. They know that they were close to a Super Bowl. They got to the NFC Championship game last year. There's something to be said for teams that have that hunger. The Bills clearly have it. I think the Niners have it. I will take San Francisco. I will give the points, RJ. Stats, just very quickly, because uh, you would know better than us. Would this not be like the perfect storm of chaos for, like, for the Niners to lose? Like, for, like, Is this not like the, the recipe for the worst disaster of a season opener on the heels of the captain thing and the Jimmy being their thing? Um, it is in Chicago, right? Correct me if yes, I'm wrong. It's in Chicago. So Jimmy's an Eastern Illinois guy. You know what I mean? Like he's got all that like energy surrounding him. And so you lose like if, if Trey Lance, again, these are a lot of ifs, but if he played poorly, if Justin Fields played moderately well, it would invite not only the questions of did we draft the right guy, but it would invite the should Jimmy be the guy, you know, like I think this is I don't I don't know that I can make a, a chaotic case larger than losing to arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL with the specific details associated with the Bears. It would be like the disaster of all disasters. Everything would the sky would be falling. It would just be panic in the streets of San Francisco if they lost this game. That said, I don't think that they will. Let's go to Detroit. Eagles are coming to town. They are favored by four and a half points. You know my thoughts on it. I think people are way, way, way too high on the Lions, RJ. Do you agree with me? I think if people are way too high on one team in this game, it's not the Lions. I think even Brandon would agree with that. Um, I think the Eagles deserve a lot of praise. But again, like there has been like the point or we're at the point where like even like a lot of Eagles, people are like, well, no, no, there's too much, too many good vibes. Like, let's just like, let's pretend everything's bad now. We're, we're Philly. We, we're, we're, we're underdogs. We don't like this. We don't thrive in, in good. We need chaos. Um, I, I don't 
I, I've never bought this Lions hype. I, I mean, personally, like, why? Like, what? what is the redeeming quality on this team? Like, just because we're in year two with Dan Campbell? Like, is that why? Like, I, I just, I don't get it. I, and BLG and I have talked about this game a lot uh, on the NFC East mixtape, which everybody can hear on any NFC East podcast network here at SB Nation. The, the Eagles better go out and have their way with the Lions. The, I, I don't want to see just like a, a backdoor cover or a barely win kind of thing. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and associate any kind of credit to the Lions for playing well against this Eagles team. Jalen Hurts, this is supposed to be your year. Your team traded for A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith. You have Dallas Goddard. You're supposed to be able to run and move and do all these things independently of all those factors. You need to go out and trounce the Lions the way you did last season. And if you don't, then I think you were the team who was overrated improperly here. What's different about the Lions from last year? Other than Aiden Hutchinson is obviously a very good player. But, like, what – can you name anything that's, like, majorly different? They had a DJ, DJ and, Shark. And I think Jamison Williams is going to be a nice player, but he's starting the season on the pup list, so he's not available. If he was playing in this game, I would certainly feel a little bit better about the Lions' chances. But, uh, look, Jonathan Gannon, for all his faults, usually takes care of the bad quarterbacks. Last year, the Lions ranked 31st in run defense DVOA. They're not great at stopping the run. The Eagles run the ball well. Jalen Hurts only needed to throw the ball 14 times last year for the <laughs> Eagles to beat the Lions by a score of 44 to 6. Um, I do think the Lions, if they are a bit healthier, but I'd be a little bit more nervous about this game being closer. But it turns out that the Lions will not only be missing their starting right guard, uh, former Eagles Super Bowl winning tackle, uh, Halapuli Vadi Vaitai, they're also missing their backup right guard in Tommy Kramer as well so uh and and they're having Frank Ragnell's banged up he didn't practice on Thursday so they're they're not looking good there up front and I think that's all the more reason why the Eagles will win I thought about so for VGN radio I took the Lions to cover because that was before I knew the full extent of the Lions uh, offensive line issues but the way it's trending I will take the Eagles to win and cover I think the Eagles are gonna whoop them like you don't get any points for trying hard lions like you may try really hard i'm sure dan campbell's gonna have you really fired up in this one it's not going to matter i can try really hard against the professional nfl team i'm not going to be able to do anything out there no problem taking the eagles no problem laying the four and a half points let's go to carolina now speaking of revenge games baker mayfield gets his shot at the browns as they come to town it's a pick em game which is kind of surprising. BLG, are you going to take Baker on the revenge tour? I will, because this means a lot to him. And look, I know the Matt Rule vibes are really bad, and I get that. But the Browns stink, man. Jacoby Brissett is not good. He's not. Like, this is not. This is a lost season for Cleveland. Um, you talk about me maybe making too much of the one practice. I got to see the Miami Dolphins practice against the Eagles. The Browns are not looking good in practice. I am not buying what they're selling. Deshaun Watson was the best thing they had going for them. And that is troubling for many reasons. And it's also uh, not he's not available to them right now. So uh, I will take the Panthers by the virtue of I just don't think this Browns team is very good at all. I will add that. I mean, what what like I, I don't understand. And I've thought more about this, obviously, over the course of the last few months. But like people act like, again, I, I think that anybody defending the decision to trade for Deshaun and, and all the you know following details um, is stupid. But. Uh, people act like, well, they're they're a ready-made roster, right? Like, you know, they you add him to the mix, and like they, you know, people talk away about the Broncos too, right? Like, you you just get the quarterback, and it's all taken care. Okay, if that's true, then like, shouldn't they be like massive favorites against one of the worst teams in the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, if that were really true, shouldn't they win this game handily? If no offense, stats, I know none taken. If the Niners can crush teams with Jimmy Garoppolo, shouldn't the Browns, if they're truly this amazing roster, they have 
Miles Garrett and they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Amari Cooper and David Njoku and all this stuff, shouldn't they be able to go even with Jacoby Brissett? No offense to Jacoby, like and win handily. I really think that um, I don't like believe in karma. Um, you know, that's not like my thing, but I really think that the NFL universe or like the universe of what is right is going to hand the Browns their like karma based losses i think the panthers and baker mayfield are going to get a win i think the texans are going to beat the browns when, when it comes to deshaun watson's debut i just think those <laughs> things are lined up and, and positive to happen um i also think dj moore is going to have like i think the panthers are going to be terrible but i think dj moore is going to have like 1500 yards and like 12 touchdowns just because there's nobody else like baker baker is out to prove a point and dj is going to be his his tool to help himself do that first of all you can never hurt me by making fun of garoppolo <laughs> so don't worry about that but i agree i think like clearly Baker wants to stick it to Cleveland. He makes this entire game interesting for me because normally I would not care about this game at all, but I'm going to be locked in on it. I think Carolina is good. Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy for at least one game this year. I think that's going to help too. I, I don't like the Browns. I don't think they're as good as everybody says, like you guys have been talking about and, and the vibes there. It just, no, 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 no. Carolina is no peach either, but I think they're going to have enough to get over in this one i will take the panthers is this one of the ugliest like week one uniform like clashes oh. here <laughs> isn't it like not a good mix like the the brown and the teal like i don't it seems like a bad combination to me i mean it's all bad it's also like sad i think we were kind of hinting at this but like again the browns have sort of been made to wear the or, or carry the burden for the, Desha the deshaun watson stuff but nobody wanted deshaun more than the panthers nobody mm -hmm. right like that's it, true like, the, the entire time going and so like this is just the kind of like you all are terrible like game you know what i mean like every, <laughs> everybody here sucks like and to be honest point, like the 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 colors clash with one mm -hmm. like does anything clash more than brown and silver or brown and teal like it's gross the Panthers have the best colors for a jersey and the worst jersey. It's absolutely brutal, uh, but they keep getting it wrong every year. Let's go to your favorite team now, RJ. The Indianapolis Colts are in Houston to take on the Texans. They're favored by seven. I know you love Matt Ryan. I know you love Frank Reich. I know you love everything the Colts are building in this game. Um, I need to think of a third F word. Um, maybe failures is is um, the, the best one for their Colts. Well, they, they can't identify their own failures. Like, this is a team so drunk on their own, like, foolish success. Oh, we were so robbed of eternal glory. Like, we are so amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, miss me with this. I actually, what is the exact line stat? Seven, right? Okay, so you're on mute. Uh, but seven points I'm getting. I'm taking the Texans. Like, I don't know if I'll take the Texans to cover. I also took the Texans to win in our pick'em. I mean, I think we're kind of underrating Davis Mills, right? Just a little bit. Like, you know, I think he's probably like the 18th, 19th best quarterback in the NFL. I think I think Davis Mills, Brandon Cooks are a similar sort of thing to Baker Mayfield, DJ Moore, the way we described uh, in Carolina. Damian Pierce has kind of taken the world by storm. I could see it. I could see this path. And again, the Colts are a team who like implode when things are important and things matter. So I am in no way at all a believer in the Colts. Give me the Texans. Let's do it. I will take the Colts. Um, I mean, the Texans are bad, man. <laughs> like they are. Come on. I mean, I don't. I don't know how good the Colts are. I think they're kind of where they were at when they had Philip Rivers. I think they're that kind of team again. Um, but like, what do you really feel good about on this Texans roster, RJ? Other than maybe Damian Pierce is a rookie and Brandon hasn't Cooks. like. Okay, but like, really, do you feel amazing about him? Like, he's a, he's a, he's a good player. He's a nice player, but he's not like. Is he really like a difference maker by any means? I, I think in this division, he is. 
Mm. Like, and that matters, right? Like he, he is. He's if, if we sat here and power ranked the like, I don't know, 10 best players in the AFC South and, and we removed God, the inherent advantage not. that quarterbacks get, wouldn't Brandon Cooks be like a, a top five player in the RJ, AFC South? Name one defensive starter for the Texans. I really don't need to. Because again, <laughs> you like, can't, you can't, you can't even <laughs> but, do it. But can you name five in the division as a whole that aren't Shaquille Leonard? You know what I mean? Like it's it's a weak division overall. Like that's the whole point here. And like so th- this this is a combination of my non-belief in the Colts and my sort of like not even really existent belief in the Texans. But again, if there is a team who allows for somebody else to step on them, it's the Colts. And then they cry and complain that like, how dare they step on us? We were just laying on the ground and asked them to do it. <laughs> You hate the Colts with a fiery passion. I like to see it. Uh, I will take the points in this one. I do think the Colts are going to win the game, but I don't know. I I don't like either one of these. I just Can I just like wrap up the AFC South in a ball and just throw it in a garbage can somewhere? I hate all the teams in it. None of the teams in the AFC South are going to do anything this year to make me care about them in any way. They're not so. interesting. Yeah, they're just What's the not. big angle that's so interesting with them? Like, we've seen this Colts team before with Phillip Rivers. The Texans still kind of are the Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jags, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I guess that's the most interesting thing. And maybe Doug, maybe they can get something going. But they're still, like, really bad, probably. And then the Titans are, no one liked them when they were good last year. So why do people <laughs> like them now when they don't have A.J. Brown and they're worse? Yeah, everyone's um, like, go ahead, Seth. Uh, everyone's like, oh, the Titans were the number one seed. Great. Nobody was picking them to win the Super Bowl. Nobody was picking the Titans to win the Super Bowl. So who cares that they were the number one seed? I am the only team or only person taking the Texans, which means burr, I'm in the icebox again. Oh, Stop yeah. trying to make fetch happen, make RJ. Drop. Speaking of those Jacksonville Jaguars, BLG, mm. they are in D.C. to take on the Commanders. This is the Carson Wentz-Doug Peterson matchup. How badly do you think those guys want to beat one another? Like, there's legit bad blood between them, isn't there? I want to manifest the Jags into winning this game. I don't think they will because I just it's hard for me to give them the benefit of the doubt when they've been the worst team in the NFL, the number one overall pick the past two years. It's hard to just be like, okay, here they are, definitely on the rise. I think there's a path for them there because they have Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence in year two, all of that. Uh, the additions that, while I don't think we're necessarily the most prudent or intelligent from a cap standpoint, do make the team better than it was last year. It raises the floor, at least to some extent. Um, bad vibes in Washington. Uh, I'm going to take oh, – screw it. I'll take the points. I'll take I'll take the Jags to win outright. Why not? I'll, I'll do it. Mm. It is Jags plus two and a half, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. You did not do that in the official picks that we submitted, which is, uh, you know, makes you a coward and a fraud. Who are you picking? <laughs> you got to pick one. You can't pick them both. No, I can hedge. I can pick things in different places and then claim I'm right when it happens. Mm. That's a savvy media move right there. Um, look, I agree with Brandon in that, uh, the Jaguars aren't exactly like we talk about like benefit of the doubt. Like why? Like just, I mean, I really like Doug Peterson, but like, okay, like we, we, we think Trevor Lawrence could be a good quarterback. Okay. But like, like Christian Kirk, right? Like we paid a lot of money for him. Like we, there's a lot here that we need to see. Um, I will take the commanders. I will take the points. Um, just because I wait, you're going to give the points. I'm going to give the points. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I, I just, trust the Jaguars less it isn't that I trust the the commanders more um this is a weird game that like you you would think would have a lot of energy to your point stats the like Doug you know Carson thing but it just doesn't 
um it's it's really like impressive how flat it is i would love though like if doug were to be like you know in his final media session well you know i've got a statue with with an eagles quarterback that is carson you know like, I, like, like just, he doesn't just, talk just, like that just, yeah stir the pot like give us something you know it's it's way too stale um and i i would love my nirvana would be and i don't want to see the commanders win but for carson wentz to thrive against the jaguars and the colts to fall against the texans because everybody blamed carson for that loss the doug peterson parlay (laughs) (laughs) uh look the Jags got to prove it to me. I get why people are hyping them up a little bit. Like, yeah, maybe Trevor Lawrence could be better. Maybe Doug Peterson will be, you know, well, he will be better than, than Urban Meyer was, certainly. Yeah, but I, I just need to see it first. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not ready to say that Trevor Lawrence is going to all of a sudden fulfill all the potential that he had. I will take Washington in this game. I will give the points. I don't feel great about it, but I just, it's, I need to see the Jags. You what, took you took the Jags in the pick'em. People are going to go to espionation.com and see these picks. And BLG, you took the Commanders there, and stats you took the Jaguars. So you have both flopped. Is what you I do not change them technically until the game happens. Did you not hear me Cali's say site. that BLG I mean, just did a great veteran move? I'm like, just, why wouldn't I follow suit? Look, I'm going to ignore both of your hip, like you know, moves of hypocrisy, and I'm going to move to what's important. Brandon, you are the only team, only person picking the Jaguars. Uh-oh. You are in the icebox. <sighs> Giants at Tennessee. How Let's dare y'all? The li- you just all you both disappointed the listeners. I want you to know. Onlookers, I had your back. They were okay. Titans minus five and a half in this one. This is life without AJ Brown for Tennessee, RJ. Um, yeah, they won that trade according to you stats and an impassioned speech that you gave here on the Shut look ahead up. uh about a month ago. Um, I think we're all down on the Titans. Like, I don't know who's up on the <laughs> the titans like i feel like the titans themselves are down on them i don't even know if titan fans are yeah um i saw speaking of the sb nation uh group picks pete sweeney uh who i'll chat with on monday and recap all these games with he picked the new york giants um i don't know why um pete also picked the rams on thursday night for what it's worth um yeah i'll take the titans i just do not like we're we're in this like prove it to me mode like when it comes to so many teams i don't even need the giants to prove it to me just like exist you know what i mean like like just be a functional nfl team start a game don't have a disaster happen finish the game um i do think saquon's gonna have like 73 yards in this game and they're like so many giants fans are gonna pound their chest and be like he's back but they're gonna lose like 26 to 9 I do think it's possible that the Giants could be this year's version of last year's Lions. Like people like, oh, like they like start to like Dable and that they don't mm. win, but like they cover the spread a lot. And they're like, like the Lions last year, they weren't a good team, but they, they, always... have, they have like dramatic losses, like the Ravens. Yeah. Lions game last and, year, it, yeah. and it's kind of like, okay, there's some encouraging things there that if you squint and certainly going into this year, as we talked about already with the Lions, people are high on them. They're feeling good about them because of the way they kind of fought last year and showed some progress. I think the Giants could be that team that going into next year, they're like the hot team. It's like, oh, they showed some, they were bad last year, but they showed some good things. And I think uh, that's a case where you could take the points in this game, but because they are still so bad and Daniel Jones is going to turn the ball over and for all the flaws the Titans have, they have a, some kind of floor with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. And I like Vrabel a lot. So uh, I will take the Titans to win the game, but I, I could understand if you someone wanted to take the points. I'm taking the points, to be honest with you. I don't love anything Tennessee is doing. They'll win, but I'll take the points in the game. I think that, you know, the Giants will be plucky enough to just keep it close and that's all they're going to do in this one. So give me the points in that one. I know where you're going to go with this next one, RJ Packers 
Vikings. The MVP tour of Kirk Cousins is beginning in your mind. Green Bay, by the way, minus one. Kirk Cousins ranked sixth in Football Outsiders DYAR metric a year ago. He was sixth in PFF's overall offensive grade, fifth in PFF's passing grade. And as I've mentioned many times, his coach no longer hates him. Think about that. Like, he thrived with a head coach who hated him. He has arguably the best receiver in the NFL. He has, call it a top three running back, right? Like we all think of Dalvin Cook. He has one of the best complimentary wide receivers in Adam Thielen. They have a defense. I think one of the most underrated moves, and I haven't included this in my like Vikings pitch all, you know, the last week, two weeks, whatever. Zedaria Smith. We've like kind of forgotten that they signed Zedaria Smith. Like I could totally see that having not a Von Miller effect on Thursday night for Buffalo, but like he makes that defense better. I mean, overall, I could totally see it happening. I already made the point earlier that the Packers have, have floundered in season openers before. Regression is absolutely coming for a lot of teams, including my Cowboys, but it has to come for the Green Bay Packers. It has to. We have to see some some holes and some flaws. I'm, I'm banking on that. Minnesota Vikings, let's do it. Let's start the party. Skull, baby. Things are a little bit different in division games, but largely Kirk Cousins does not go up against teams that are good teams. He does not go up against teams that have good quarterbacks and be the better quarterback and beat those teams. It does not happen. I am not putting my faith in Kirk Cousins. It is against my brand to do so. Uh, do I feel like the Packers had you know, a great offseason? No, I don't. I, you look at the receiving depth chart right now, and it's Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb. And then obviously everyone loves Romeo Dobbs, but you know, let's let's see it in the regular season before we anoint him just yet. Um, I think the defense has enough to hang on against a potent Vikings offense. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm going to ride with Aaron Rodgers. And if he lets me down, then I'm not going to feel devastated by it, uh, especially if it's in the regular season. I will bet on him there and not feel bad about it. And that's the way I'll go. I do feel like for a team that, you know, completely changed their regime, the Vikings roster is not in as bad a place as you see a lot of teams that have to sort of tear everything down. Well, they, they do, do have Jalen Rager now, too. Well, there you go. Championship they, they lost a lot of one. I think they were seven and nine in one possession games last year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, and that's like kind of like the mean, but like you could see like, you know, some more positive variants there, too. That said, I am going to take the Packers in this one. You I took just, the Vikings on the side. Guys, get it together. Jeez. I just ultimately have a little more faith in Aaron Rodgers. That, look, when I picked on the site, it was a different world than it is right now. <laughs> That's Jenner, right. right. Like I, It was a close one. I'm not going to lie. Like I could see both sides winning. And right now, if you ask me, I have more faith in Aaron Rodgers than Kirk Cousins. You ask me 20 minutes from now, maybe that changes. So sorry if it's different than what I picked on the site. Burr! I'm in the icebox. Actually, like an actual literal burr, given the cold climate of, of you know Minnesota and whatnot. But uh, yeah, let's do it. Next up, the Cliff Kingsbury Bowl. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs come to Arizona. Of course, Cliff was Mahomes' old coach at Texas Tech. Chiefs favored by six, VLG. That's a pretty disrespectful line to the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, and I don't disagree with that. Like, I, I don't think, I'm not saying it should be different. I'm just saying if you're the Cardinals and you're looking at that line and you have this view of yourself as you're one of the top teams in the NFC, like, apparently not because you're, you're six point underdogs at home. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think even a lot needs to be said about this game. Uh, the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray without DeAndre Hopkins, not doing too much. Uh, I don't care if they got Hollywood Brown. Give me the Chiefs. It's an easy call. Um, I don't think that six is enough, honestly. Um, like, I, I think this is 
of the narrative destroying narrative inducing things to happen over you know, in the course of action on Sunday, I think we're going to get a like, yeah, they're not going to miss Tyreek Hill one bit. Like, they're, or they're not going to lose a step without Tyreek Hill. Like, you know, how did we, you know, whoever got Patrick Mahomes with the fourth highest odds to an MVP, like got a steal type of stories. Um, I just do not believe in the Cardinals. Like if, if, if we power rank teams by worst football vibes over the offseason, the Cardinals are clearly number one. Um, I do think that led to Kyler being a little bit underrated. Like I bet people probably got Kyler mm. a little bit later than probably made sense, like in fantasy leagues and things like that. Oh, just sure. fantasy, of the, yeah. Yeah, I'm, that's all I'm saying. Like, it depressed his value, um, but he's still not good. And I could totally see, like, a sound clip of J.J. Watt surfacing, like, oh, they're disrespecting us, and then they lose, like, 43 to 12. <laughs> you know, the, Kyler has been good early in seasons. Before mm, he gets sort of banged fine. up later in the year, he has played well early Wins in the Cardinals in. Pick the Cardinals in. Yes. I'm just saying... I don't think it's going to be a massive blowout, but I will say that the Chiefs are an organization that just they're a grown up adult organization and the Cardinals are not. I feel like Cliff Kingsbury is letting Kyler Murray call plays in the preseason just to prove to him how hard it is. Like that was a really weird vibe and situation there. So I think it's going to be closer than people think, but the Chiefs are going to win. I will lay the points, but I could, you know, I could see this being a game that Mahomes has to pull out late. The Cardinals have been good early in seasons. This is when Cliff and company are at their best. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Why are you shaking your head, BLG? I told you again, they, they had DeAndre Hopkins for those games. They don't now. That's a big deal. Yeah, they are very, they're very banged up going into week one. I will admit that. All right, let's go to the Chargers and the Raiders. The Chargers are hosting the Raiders. They are favored by three and a half points. That would be LA. This last time we saw these two teams, it was just an unbelievable all-time matchup last year. I think maybe some people forget the Chargers went for it on fourth down like a billion times and kept getting it, RJ. This is a tough game to call, especially for week one. I think that week one ends with Devontae Adams as the leading receiver in the NFL. Mm. Not that that like, means anything, you know what I mean? But you could see this like epic 187-yard performance type thing, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I'm taking the Raiders. I I really need the Chargers to prove it to me. Not in the same way that we need other teams to prove it. Like there's different levels and merits of like need you to prove it because you're supposed to be this elite team. You're this team that everybody's picking up in the Super Bowl. You, you've, you've lost as a team, right? Not, it's not all on Justin Herbert, who you smited with your big passionate speech again a month ago. Stats. I had nothing to do with that. Um, but um, prove it to us. The, the same way, the same you know kind of cause I rallied around the Eagles. You're supposed to be elite. Go out and thrash. The, the Raiders who added Devonte Adams, who, uh, you know, who are supposed to like be cute and of their own right. I mean, if Josh McDaniels, like, does anybody like really believe if he goes at it and, and beats these, this chargers team, I just don't know. Like, I think people are so unwilling to, to criticize the chargers, not BLG. He is definitely willing to do it. And of course your stats again is evidenced by the last month. Uh, but I will take the Raiders and I will feel very, very good about it. I do think the difference is JC Jackson, not playing in this game. I, I think that that allows, I mean, if it's not Devonte, like, I'll amend what I said. I think Derek Carr finishes the week as the NFL's leading passer because I think Hunter Renfro is going to be a big part of this game. I mean, I, I could see Darren Waller having a big game. Like, it's all there. It's all percolating in the ether for the Raiders to kind of come out and have this, see, you all talked about the, the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos, and we're in first place in the division now because of our divisional win. Can either of you name a starting offensive lineman for the Raiders? No. Okay. So not good. Probably not a great sign. Uh, Colton Miller is probably the most one you could probably get close to. After that, I doubt you're getting a name from that group. So that concerns me. Um, I will say looking at the line, I think it's a little unfair to the Raiders. I think they're not getting enough credit. But 
the Chargers are the team that I will be willing to ride with. When you have a team or players or coach whatever that you believe in uh, supremely, like I do with Justin Herbert, I have to go down with the ship. So I will take them. But I I am tempted to take the three and a half, the Raiders to cover, because I think it's going to be a very close game that comes down to the wire. But I'll lean with the Chargers ultimately. This is going to be a game where late in the season, when we're talking about seeding and stuff, we are all going to look back at this game. These AFC West games are going to be so important and so much fun. Like, I'm just legitimately looking forward to watching it. That said, like, Justin Herbert, you got to win these games, man. Like, I agree. Like, and I've been the biggest Herbert fan. Like, he's really good. He's great. But if you're going to be that guy, you got to win these games, win these tough games against these good teams overcome circumstance if there are any circumstances that are not in your favor i'm going to believe he can do it i'm going to believe he can do it i'm going to believe he could cover not that the raiders are a bad team by any stretch of the imagination they are going to do it although i want to say this now because i think people are going to forget it the chargers style is very aggressive they go for it a lot on fourth downs they are not going to make all of those fourth downs so there is going to be a game where they are going to lose potentially because they don't get it on fourth down that they might normally have won. So I feel like when you look back at their record and you say like, well, you know, they have a bad record. They didn't make the playoffs, whatever. Like it's a much closer, it's a fine line between those two things because of the style that the chargers play. Is that fair? Yeah. I, I think, I think smart people agree with what you're saying. I don't know that anybody well, go ahead, Brandon. I, I think it's fair, but also speaking of uh record in one score games earlier, um, we you brought up what RJ uh, Minnesota now what they were sure and they struggled. Teams. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I forget the exact number. I forgot to have it in front of me, but to that point, the Raiders think about all the close games they were in last year. They went to the overtime, like what a bunch of times. So yeah. I think that could be a, like a, a bad thing working uh, against them. Um, I am the only one taking the Raiders, which means burr, I'm in the ice box. Uh, Steven, I hope you edit out every single match. How many more games do we have to do? <laughs> Just one more Sunday night football. Cowboys and Buccaneers. We have seen this matchup before. Tampa Bay is giving two and a half points. RJ, you're Cowboys, so I'll start with you. Look, I don't know that the vibes are bad, but the like process has been really bad uh, for the Cowboys. Jerry Jones spoke while we were recording this on 105 Through the Fan about how, you know, Cowboys are good with having not signed Von Miller. They believe in their guys. We we like our guys is kind of the, the trademark phrase. Um, I This this comes down to, we've talked about this with the Rams, like your, your, your cream at the top. How creamy is it? How sweet is it? How, how good tasting is it? Can the combination of Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons carry this? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, that's the difference. Like, I think you know, if BLG and I talk about like a path a lot on the NFC's mixtape, I think the path to victory here for Dallas is you got to have like a Micah Parsons, he's a superstar play moment. Like that's got to happen, whether it's like a strip sack or a forced fumble that, that is, is scooped and scored or something like that. Like you have to have that one moment. You're not going to just go play back and forth with with Tom Brady, even with the Bucks as weakened as they are and, and win that game. Um, I'm going to take Dallas because I didn't go through this entire offseason to get here and not do it uh, because the, the vibes like I actually think the vibes are more off with Tampa, like with, mm. with Tom Brady leaving again. We don't know what the story is there. Um, I don't think Chris Godwin's going to play in this game. Um, so, I mean, we have no idea what this Cowboys offense is going to look like. We haven't really seen it all together all throughout camp in the preseason, but I'm going to I'm going to trust Dak Prescott. BLG, you made the point. 
stats, you made the point. Like, I'm going to trust Justin Herbert, whatever. I'm going to choose to trust Dak Prescott. You want to be different. You want to be the guy. And not that he's not the guy or anything like that. But, like, this season's supposed to be different. They're putting it all on you. Go go justify it. Go 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 prove them right. I mean, the Cowboys wrote a lot of checks, and Dak Prescott's the one who has to cash them. The cream rises to the top. Uh, not the case for the Cowboys here, because they are not the cream. Um I do think there's a scenario where Dallas wins and it's a like, oh, and you'll see this, RJ. Oh, all the offseason concern was dumb. See, the yeah, Cowboys no. totally knew what they were doing, <laughs> but only for that like to come back and bite them a week or two later, and then like then the kind of like the, the cracks start to show more. Uh, you know, again, week one can be weird, doesn't necessarily indicate what's gonna happen the rest of the season. I just don't love I, I don't love the vibes for either side. Yes, true, but if we kind of take those things to cancel out, I again I already said it. I like the Bucks defensive line against that Cowboys offensive line, which I think is in a suspect shape right now. And I think it's still Tom Brady and you still have enough to figure it out. I will take the Bucks. An important factor quickly stats uh, along that note, Zach Martin did not play in this game a year ago. He was on the COVID list. He was a, a late add to that. Um, so you do have that difference maker. I do just want to say, I think there are three games this year, like you talked about, Rob, like, oh, at the end of the year, we'll look back and say, wow, that week one game really swung this one way or the other. I agree with you. Chargers Raiders is up there. I think Vikings Packers is up there because it's another division rivalry. I think this is up there, especially if, you know, the beginning of the episode, we all kind of trash the Rams. If they're not a true top tier NFC contender, this could be a difference between Dallas and Tampa. Like they're, you know, BLG, you mentioned that the Bucks and the Packers, like as far as like top teams in this conference, like if Dallas wins this game, all of a sudden they have Cincinnati next week. I'm not a believer in them, but after that, they get the Giants, they get the Commanders, then the Rams. Like this is one of the biggest thorns in their side. So you get through this and I don't know that it's like the darkest day of the storm, but it's one of them. Cowboys and have it, never beaten Tom Brady. Wow. I did not know that. And if, you're, six. if you're the Bucks, like, and you want to be the number one seed, you you got to win this one, man. This is one of the games you have to win. I'm on the record. I don't like the vibes with Brady. I I think something is up. I'm not one of these guys. I think there's a, a grain of sand in the machine. It is not going to be the robot Tom Brady that we are all close to used to seeing. But I think they have enough over the Cowboys in this one. The Cowboys defense is not that good. If they don't get turnovers, the Cowboys defense is not that good. And I don't think that Tom Brady is going to turn the ball over a lot. I, I would bet on Tom Brady not turning it over than I would on anybody in the Cowboys just, you know, making all of these game-changing plays. So even though I don't love Tom Brady this year, I have enough faith in him. And I've seen, oh, I don't know, 35 years of him being good, it feels like. So I will take the Bucks in this one. I will give the points comfortably. I, I'm not liking anything Dallas is doing. I think they are being very unfair to Dak Prescott and not helping him out in any way. So give me the bucks, RJ. You you look dismayed by what I'm saying. No, I think everything – the only thing I was going to add, just be, I know people that listen to this on, on Friday or Saturday, but somebody might have seen that the, you know, the Bucks did commit a lot of turnovers against the Cowboys in the season opener last exactly, year. I will say, yeah. uh, you know, Brady's interceptions, one was a, a tipped ball that went off of Leonard Fournette's hands. That actually started mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs' streak. Another was a Hail Mary attempt at the end of the first half. That, that you know, like, I don't, like, are we really putting stock into that? And I, I said that at the time on our postgame show. I thought that was dumb. And Chris Godwin fumbled at the end of that game near the goal line. 